Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. No people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Third Fenway Rundown of the Week here from Fort Myers. I'm Chris Cotillo with co-host Sean McAdam and another player guest and a pretty big one this week. Uh, Lucas Giolito joins us today for about a 20-minute conversation. Newest Red Sox free agent signing. We have plenty of coverage on the site, on the pod. This is the third one of the week. You heard Kenley Jansen the other day and our Fenway Rundown Insider Text Program. Sean, how do you join that? It's pretty simple, Chris. Just text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257 and then click on the link and subscribe that comes with a free 14-day trial period after which you'll be charged $4.99 a month a chance to stay current on all Red Sox news in and out of season to communicate with all of us here at Mass Live myself Chris Cotillo and Chris Smith and occasionally provide some questions for the pod itself Lucas Giolito is here. We got into a lot with him, free agent process, early impressions of the Red Sox, and some Seinfeld connections, which were near and dear to the hearts of McAdam and myself. Back at Fenway South with another Fenway Rundown. Chris Cotillo, Sean McAdam here with Lucas Giolito, one of the newest members of the Red Sox. Uh, I know it's been a few months since you signed, but only a couple weeks in uniform here. Getting to know the organization, being around the guys, just your first impressions of the whole experience. Yeah, I think it's been great so far. I feel like I'm settling in very nicely. Uh, the guys are very welcoming, kind of top to bottom from the front office all the way down to the players. Um, it's a good group of guys in the clubhouse for sure. Uh, I knew a few of them beforehand already. Um, you know, I got my locker right next to Nikki P, who we go way back with the Nationals organization. So, you know, able to kind of like get in and, and get to know all these guys. It's, it's been fun. Lucas, I know that you've had experience with a number of different organizations, but in terms of spring training, it's mostly uh, the the White Sox, where you spent a number of seasons. This is a comparatively new pitching program here with a new pitching coach, a new director of pitching. Um, wondering if you if you would compare what that program and environment is like versus what you've been used to with with Chicago over the years. Um, yeah, I'd say that. The program here, um, it's all about development. Uh, you know, I think it was just said today in our meeting, like, it does, 
development doesn't stop at AAA. Um, we get to the big leagues, like we still have a huge team. Um, you know, you want to get a pitch better. You know, you feel something mechanically off, like go in, talk to these guys. Uh, but at the same time, there's like respect for kind of how everyone works, which I appreciate. The communication level is extremely high. Um, so, you know, if you want to go in and look at all the skeletons and biomechanics and study analytics, like there are guys for that. Um, if you prefer not to, then, you know, maybe it's communicated uh, to Bailey and then he comes to us with whatever suggestion. So it really can be catered uh, to every individual player because we're all unique and different. It's, it's been really great. You talked about this on the intro Zoom call, but, you know, with the way your contract is structured as well as just where your career is at right now, how big is this year for you to bounce back and show the league what you can do after the last couple? Yeah, I think it's hugely important. Um you know, I've shown throughout my career I can stay healthy and throw innings, but the quality innings is where it really counts. Um, so, you know, last year kind of became disastrous the last couple months of the year. So uh, went into the off season with a few things in mind to improve. And I feel like I made very large steps in the off season. But uh, now that I'm here and, you know, these guys are all, are all working with me, eyes are on me. Um, you know, we're able to continue to hone in more and more and more, kind of win each day, make adjustments. And uh, it's got me feeling feeling very good at this point. Um, excited to start pitching games here soon. How much of last year was physical or delivery and how much of it was just all the upheaval and moving teams and kind of the mental side of things? Uh, I think it's all, it's like a combination. Um, yeah, I can't really just put my finger on one thing and I'm not an excuse maker either. You know, I just didn't perform well, so... Um, at the end of the day, you know, you want to play in this league, you got to continue to show that you can perform well. So that's, uh, you know, number one thing on my mind this year. Go out, take the ball, and uh, throw some really quality innings for this uh, organization. Alex Cora was saying today that he can see a little bit of renewed life on your fastball, even thinking back to what he saw from a year ago. Are, are you feeling that a little bit more? Velo a little bit more ride on the fastball and and what's gotten you to that point if that's the case yeah i'd say it's the adjustments made in the um off season uh you know working on my timing sequencing uh one thing uh, i'm excited about is i feel like i my ability to hide the baseballs back i'm sure you guys have seen um cutter throw a lot uh, over the last year you know we have similar type of delivery i was just watching his live bp today and you know he hides that ball and just gets on you um i feel like last season maybe even the last couple seasons i was kind of getting away from that a little bit getting a little too long so um i'm excited about that and then yeah the, the velo's up right now which is always a good sign what this was your first foray in free agency what was surprising about the process was it exciting was it stressful or how would you characterize that whole kind of ride i'd say for me it was kind of weird because you know you work so hard um you know when you start playing baseball as a kid you know you want to play pro ball you get into pro ball and then it takes so long to become a free agent not very many players are fortunate enough to reach that point in their career um i was i'm very thankful for that but i kind of went into it um not really like excited not really uh super pumped about it because i was coming off of such a uh down year so you know it was kind of like question marks oh you know what's going to happen how's this going to work out um luckily early on met with the red Sox and they showed their belief in me 
Um, and I really bought into, you know, everything that they have going on here. And, uh, yeah, it was a perfect match. We were able to get the deal done, and, yeah, I'm very excited. Was it important to you to get the deal done kind of earlier than later? I mean, you see some of the guys, the top Snell, Montgomery, those guys that are still out there. Um, and then at the end, did it come down to the Red Sox and a couple other teams, or was it them kind of far and away the whole time? Um, yeah, I mean, other teams were in the mix, but at the end of the day, I was happy that we were able to land here. Um, and then, yeah, the other other side of it, too, I, I am thankful that we were able to get the deal done relatively early. I was able to get acclimated and start to build relationships with uh, everybody over here before I even arrived to camp. Um, you know, being in that position where you're kind of sitting and waiting around when spring training's already going, I feel can, you know, bring a little bit of anxiety. One of the things I think that attracted them to you is your history of being a, a guy who can provide innings and quality innings. Uh, that was an issue here last year. They didn't have a lot of guys that would routinely get beyond five. Um, how much of that is a mentality for you? Uh, and how much pride do you take in being that guy that's going to provide 180-plus innings in, uh, when you're healthy? Yeah, my goal every year, I set one goal for myself when it comes to the season. I, I'm not like over here saying, oh, I want to have under this ERA. I want to have this many strikeouts. My goal every year is to throw 200 innings. I haven't achieved that yet. I hope to this year. Um, last year was the closest I've gotten. Um, that's something that I learned from veterans before me, especially James Shields when uh, he was my teammate. Uh, with the White Sox. He was at the tail end of his career. I was right at the beginning of my career. He took me under his wing and uh, stressed to me the importance of making starts for the team, taking the ball, even if you're not feeling your best, finding a way to, to get out. Sometimes you have to get creative. You know, sometimes you have to push through things, but, you know, that's the nature of the job. We get paid a lot of money to do this. So I find it um, extremely important to make sure that you go out there, you take the ball every five, six days, whatever it may be, and provide quality innings. Um, because, you know, I'm friends with a lot of relievers. I'm sure I'm going to develop good friendships with the relievers on this club. Those guys, I think, um, do not get enough credit for what they have to go through in a season. You know, being prepared to pitch every single day, going back to back, um, it really takes its toll. So it's our job as starting pitchers to go as deep as we can, you know, relieve uh, some of that pressure off of those guys. Um, you know, I think a huge part of that is developing a good routine. You know, I've had a lot of time to, you know, develop, you know, what am I doing each day to prepare myself and stay healthy uh, and feel that I'm at my best so I can go and compete. Some of that is being a little more efficient, particularly earlier in the game, not using as many pitches, keeping the pitch count in check. But I would imagine some of it is mental, that you learn, as you said, to kind of gut through some of those tough times, uh, to push yourself, to extend yourself. Um, have you found that to be true? And is that something that you can maybe help some of the younger guys here to, to learn that bulldog approach? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think that's something that comes with experience for sure. Um, you know, I had, I've had my share of tough times recently and early in my career. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if you want it bad enough, then you continue to work. Uh, you know, you continue to develop the right kind of mindset, maintaining confidence throughout the season, no matter what the numbers say or how the team's doing is hugely important. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, there's a number of factors, and, and I do hope to, you know, kind of impart that stuff on, on some of these guys. So I see a lot of talented young pitchers in this um, clubhouse. So, you know, I'm always going to make myself available. I pride myself on being a good teammate. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing all of us work together well. Who has stood out to you from that young group, and what's exciting about the young pitching here? Um, whew, it's hard to put a finger. I've been throwing uh, on the same day as Bayo. Um, I love his energy. Uh, you know, I, I'm like, is he 24, 25, or is he 15? You know, he's bouncing all over the place. Um, he's got a very positive mindset. Um, and then, you know, watching his stuff, like, really good sinker. Um, you know, Tanner, too, you know, it's kind of, like, compared, like, the, the righty version to Chris Sale. Um, you know, so in, like, 97-mile-an-hour bowling balls in, in his live BPs. Um, yeah, I just think that, you know, I already talked about Cutter and, and what he can do. So, yeah, I think in general we have a lot of unique arms. And, um, you know, having those guys all back-to-back, -back, it can kind of screw with uh, the opposing lineup. So, you know, it's just making sure that, you know, we're all in our routine. Um, we're all pulling for each other. Um, I think it's important that uh, in a clubhouse in general, the team, you got to love each other. You got to be playing for each other. And then kind of like you break it up into the, the sections, right? The starting pitchers, like we're, we got to be that tight knit group. And, and I hope to, um, you know, promote that well along with uh, Pavetta, another one of the veteran guys. So, yeah, uh, I think we have some stuff in store. And um, yeah, it's all about just coming together and going out and pitching as well as we can for you you know the i think big picture the theme and what fans are saying is they thought the red sox were going to do more over the offseason add a lot more so i'm sure you saw rafi's comments the other day mm -hmm. wanting that as the premier kind of addition of the offseason does that put a chip on your shoulder like hey guys you know you guys got me or is, or is that not part of it and do you hope that there's more kind of reinforcements made i th i think that uh you could always use more reinforcements, right? Um, there's still a lot of guys on the board. You know, there's a lot of moves to be made. Um, so, you know, it's kind of above my pay grade. I'm, I just got here, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but at the same time, like, if this is what we got, I'm confident in this group. I'm confident being one of the leaders of this group. Absolutely. You talked about that brotherhood maybe that exists among starters and then there's relievers and position players. But one of the things that the team really wanted to foster here was a, a renewed sense of competition, uh, even in drills or PFP or whatever it is that you're doing to get ready for the season. But it, it does seem a little more high energy. It does seem as if there is that, uh, that, that that's being used to to push you guys do you feel that in this camp have they achieved that yeah absolutely i've never i've never been in more competitive pfp in my entire life uh, maybe high school a little bit but you know high school is a little different uh it's like competition everywhere um you know we got the game set up in the clubhouse i just played a little match to 11 on the uh, badminton thing against pavetta we're swearing at each other um but yeah i mean i think that's important um you know coming off of a down season or a couple couple down seasons for the club in general uh you know promoting competition i think that guys are going to like reach um you know 
the next level if they're always competing. If you're complacent, that's when things can kind of stagnate. So, you know, having that, you know, high level of energy and drive and everything we're doing, not just, oh, I'm throwing my bullpen today. I'm really going to focus on this. But then when we get to PFPs, it's whatever. No, that's right now. It's, it seems very, very focused. And uh, that's, I think, a good way to get the team together um, and for guys to continue to develop and get better in many areas. Uh, we're going to get to this, but a lot of Hollywood ties in your family that's been well documented. How has it been having, as we record this five feet from us, the Netflix crew around? And has it been, you know, like, are you starting not to notice the constant presence or how has it been compared to what you thought it would be? Yeah, it, it's been it's been very interesting. I think it's been fun. Um, I'm excited for the finished product. Obviously, we have a long way to go, and um, I think that it's going to do a lot of good things for baseball. You know, get a lot of eyes on it. Um, but so far, I think that everybody is kind of getting used to it. Um, and I think the more that these guys are around, and you know, all the crew, you know, they're sitting right behind you guys. Like, I think that they'll over time kind of become part of the team as well um and you know just kind of add to what we're trying to create here so yeah i think it's been it's been pretty fun um yeah other than that uh excited to see how it all turns out in the end do you think you're going to be one of the stars of the show or is it just going to be tristan casas and 25 bit actors next to him yeah i you know what we're i feel like everybody's kind of getting a little bit of content here and there and um, it's still very early, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see uh, Casas for sure being one of the stars. Um, I'm just starting to get to know him, but, yeah, he's, he's got a great personality. Chris referenced the Hollywood angle to your background. For those who are unfamiliar, your grandfather was the actor Warren Frost on, uh, on Seinfeld. Your uncle, I believe, is Mark Frost. Is yes. that correct? Co-creator of Twin Peaks along with David Lynch. So there's some, uh, some good street cred there. Um, Chris and I are both huge Seinfeld fans, so uh, I'm, I'm sure you get asked this all the time. But uh, you were very young when Seinfeld began. In fact, you weren't born when Seinfeld yeah. began. But obviously, uh, uh, your granddad, who, who passed, I think, six or seven years ago, you, you must have had conversations about that experience. What, what can you share about uh, his time on the show and his experiences there? You know what? Honestly, I... I wish I had a better answer for you. I don't think I ever talked to him about Seinfeld specifically. Um, when I would go over and spend time with my grandparents, um, I didn't have very many acting questions because most of my acting questions would be directed to my mom on a daily basis. I think that I wasn't even aware of how like illustrious of a career he had until much later in life. Um, and at that point, um, it, communicating was uh, communicating with him was a bit harder so yeah um you know if i were to go back i would ask a lot more questions especially i'm a huge larry david fan i'm a big curb fan so i definitely would have asked a billion questions about what it was like being on set with larry david um but yeah i mean overall uh it is pretty cool i mean you know i i've talked a lot about you know my family and it's a lot different than what I do for a living but there are certain similarities you know it's still a performance uh, type activity and so there are things I've been able to pick up from you know my family members especially my mother uh, over the years for sure 
even if you didn't discuss a lot with it, is there a favorite episode starring your grandfather among the, the Seinfeld episodes that you get a particular kick out of at the Cheever Letters? Uh, where, where, what's your fave? Yeah. Do you cherish it? Huh? Do you cherish it? Is that so I haven't seen it in a minute? Are you are you doing well, a quote? He, he's, yeah. His his uh, his catchphrase about the cabin is yeah. cherish the cabin. That's what his father told him when it was bequeathed to him. So that's one of the catchphrases that yeah. comes up. Yeah, I definitely need to go back and, and rewatch them all. Um, I remember I would I, I must have been in the minor leagues and and um, one of my roommates was watching Seinfeld. It's like oh yeah, my grandfather was on this show. We we went through and watched the episodes, but. Yeah, I should I should uh, brush up on that for sure. <laughs> That's Luke, Lucas Giolito, first time on the Fenway Rundown. We very much appreciate it. Thanks again to Lucas Giolito for joining the Fenway Rundown today. Hopefully we'll have a couple more player guests before our first tour down here in Fort Myers is up next week. Again, plenty of coverage coming on the site all day, every day, uh, as well as the podcast and the Fenway Rundown Insider Text. A good example of that, yesterday I had a conversation with Brian Bayo in the clubhouse. He told me they were closing in or getting somewhere on an extension. First place I put that was in the Fenway Rundown Insider Text, Sean. Yeah, and it's easy to join, Chris. All you have to do is text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257. Click the link to subscribe. It's really simple. You get 14-day trial period to check it out. We think you'll like it. And after that, it's just $4.99 a month. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.